0: Hello and welcome to All Remote Podcast. My name is Ilana, And my name is Anya. And we are your hosts. All Remote Podcast aims to give space for all remote advocates to share ideas and insights into the future of work. We believe the future of work should create equal opportunities for everyone, regardless of their location, gender, or any other category. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Today, I have the privilege to talk to Nadia, the founder of Remote Work Advocate. Nadia is an expert in remote work implementation, HR strategies, and international talent acquisition. Hi, everyone. Uh, today, in All Remote, we have the pleasure to host uh, the founder of Remote Work Advocate, Nadia, and she specializes in uh, preparing a company to add up to being remote. So, um, hi, Nadia. Hi,
1: big pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure to meet you all.
0: So we have so many questions and uh, we'd like to know how a company should
1: hire remote talents and why. Well, why? A company, maybe let's start this way, a company should consider hiring remote talent because remote work is the future. It's actually happening now, what we can all observe, but we have better access to talent when we have a shortage on local markets. That's number one. Uh, This enables us to have a more agile environment and how should they do it? Well, we see that today. In this uh, environment, um, there is definitely there are definitely so many job boards and so much great employer branding. We see all the companies that are fully remote, how they do it, how they are able to target by presenting their culture outside how they're able to target amazing people that join. And most importantly, if you create this kind of company culture, once you evaluate these people, which is a difficult task, but you are able to master it. If you try, there are so many examples to follow, then um, it is actually proven that um, remote employees, if they're trained well, coached well in a good remote culture, they can really thrive, be more successful, they're more productive, they're happier, Uh, they have less stress. And, um, well, right now we should particularly consider that remote work is just environmentally friendly. So that's something to take into account in those days.
0: You are talking about culture, which is uh, very interesting in a remote company because people are coming from different backgrounds, different uh, skills and different countries, different time zones. And how we preserve a common culture when uh, people
1: are so different. Yes. Well, that's a great thing because a culture is created by people. Company culture is created by people. So um, I say I observe many companies that are either starting in the very beginning once they grow with their mission and vision and values. And that comes from the management front, and they look for people who share these values. But sometimes there are companies that operate on the market for quite a while, they are going remote or they are already remote and they say, hey, what is our culture anyway? So then what we do, we actually take into account each and every single person We do different surveys. We ask them, what do you like about working here? What are your values at work? What do you personally believe in? Do you know the mission and vision of the company? And then that's how we take all these common values that a team can share in order to create something big that everybody believes in. So... The cultural differences may be challenging when we talk about organizing our work. When we talk about time zones, we talk about habits. Sometimes people being late, sometimes being uh, extra extroverted, uh, or or you know just not really talking that much. This sometimes may be a challenge, but if we really take out those values that are common for everybody, the way of expressing is different, but the idea remains the same.
0: So how do you think like these people, uh, these companies should find their remote talents? Like is everyone can be a remote uh, talent? Everyone can work remotely?
1: No, absolutely not. Okay. And despite, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, and despite the fact because that I... Because your thing
0: is so, so amazing. So I guess a lot of people want to be remote, but uh, is it suitable for all of them?
1: Yes. You know, it is a very broad question. My response is definitely no. Let me try to tell you why real quick, because for the most part, many people who look for a remote job, even before this coronavirus situation happened, they were not aware what they were looking for. Remote uh, was being perceived as something, hey, I have a lot of free time. I do what I want, where I want, and it's not really a job. Everybody who is a remote worker and is listening to me in a remote company is going to say, well, this is not true. I know this is not true. but this I is know this true. is not true. <laughs> exactly. You do, right? Yeah. But the people who have nine to five jobs, they see, it, they see it different. They see it as more freedom. But the truth is that there are so many traps. And so much responsibility and so much self-motivation needs to be involved in time management and um, discipline that you have to have all these skills. Plus, there are also issues like isolation, for example, lack of interaction to other pe- with other people. So you either have to be aware what you look for and what a remote job really is what is really important is going to know why you are applying for a remote job in the very first place. If you're a company willing to hire somebody to be a remote worker and you start your question, why, why have you applied? And you hear a response, because I want to work remotely. Well, this is probably not really a good response. Okay, usually the most important thing within remote teams is the motivation. So I always make sure to check whether somebody has checked out my client's websites, for example, or even mine, if we're cooperating, correct? That they know why they did it in the first place, which is one of the strongest assets up front. But on the other hand, I also sometimes talk to people who challenge me and say, well, but I just prefer to stay in an office. We can't push everybody to work remotely. So I say, for some companies, what I introduce It's just a simple win-win. So I say, okay, let's try to create both an environment in the office if you need to have one. But then on the other hand, those people that you can shift to work fully remotely, that's fine. Make sure that what you do for them is in line with everything that is happening in the office, but also allow them to come to the office if they want to. So and those who are scared and, and prob- they have problems with adapting themselves to an isolated environment, being alone, focusing, and they just simply don't want to, you can't push everybody. So my response again is no, it's a tough topic.
0: So did you map any characters that these remote uh, people have in common when, when, you, when you, see, you see a lot of uh, candidates? So um, do, you, do you think that they have something in common, like self Bride driven, uh, like all these yes. kind of
1: characters? Exactly. I always evaluate it. Um, the hard skills are one thing, obviously, when we recruit um, when we recruit somebody for a certain position. So that's one thing we need to know who we are looking for in terms of the hard competencies. But then we evaluate the soft skills. Uh, what I do always um, is obviously I do this with different techniques of behavioral testing, but I also see how the person is interacting. So, there's some hints I can share with you. I don't know if I'll be talking about each and, each and every single one, but maybe some hints just to let you know. Sure. So, how fast someone responds, for example, if somebody applies and then there is no response for three, four, five, six, seven days, and you have to keep following up, unless it's obviously vacation time, well, we can take that into account. But still, if I talk to somebody and somebody tells me, okay, So within three days, you will receive my task that I solved, for example, and there is no response. I have to keep pushing and pushing. I see this upfront during the recruitment process, then something may not be right. Somebody is constantly late for online interviews, for example. I Sometimes somebody is just not responsive when I just send a quick email and I want to schedule something. If you cannot because you're busy, then respond and say, I can't do that because I'm busy. But people don't do this. So this is like the first hint that I always distinguish. And obviously other ways to evaluate, well, the self-motivation. What I do is, as I said, behavioral testing, so that I ask them questions. Many companies say that um, a perfect remote worker is usually somebody who already worked remotely. And there there are so many questions during recruitment processes. Have you previously worked remotely? Well, yeah, but makes-
0: ha, what about the people? That, that was one of my questions I, I was uh, dying to ask you. If you've never been remote, and we have a lot of people uh, hearing us that want to be remote at the point, I had to, to have the first door open for them?
1: Exactly. So this would be really a situation without any solution here because we are saying that remote work is growing. So we don't want to have our talent pool shrinking and focusing on the same people, but give a chance to those who want to try too. So it's definitely self-discipline. It's definitely time management skills, um, being able to prioritize during the day, how the communication skills are. If somebody is able to communicate clearly what they have in mind, because communication is really important, what are the team skills, um, teamwork skills, for example? So what I always do when I hire for different companies, like remote workers, um, well, the team skills, I, I can't not necessarily evaluate on my own or the teamwork. I can ask some questions, but it's really important, especially in remote environments, to um, meet the people who you will work with, right? Also in terms of the teamwork and in terms of the, so to say, culture fit, if we already have the culture, but we can have a feeling who we like working with. So at the final stage, I always also engage uh, either the manager or the team leader and also team members. We all have to meet each other. We have to see what the interaction is going to be. Uh, so definitely this is something that we prepare all together To make sure that this new person who is joining is going to be like custom made for this culture, uh, and that it matches the entire the entire team or the entire remote department, and all the remaining skills, usually um, you ask them questions also if they're problem solvers. This is also really important to find out because sometimes you have no access to your colleagues and you just have to do something right away. And if somebody waits for uh, instructions over and over again. Well, then we may have a situation that everything is frozen and nothing is going on. So we also look for problem solvers.
0: And what about training? Do you think that these people need a special training before joining a company?
1: Yes, absolutely. They need training.
0: Like a special remote training, like to adapt them to the remote life.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I tell you that uh, recently I was hiring uh, different people and even managers for, for a company in the US and um they were freelancers before but they were not really in a structure and those were permanent positions and they and it was obviously a remote structure and they told me you know what, I really want to join this company, but I'm so stressed out because I have no idea how I'm supposed to function here in a structure, in a remote kind of structure, because I did everything on my own as a freelancer, which is a completely different story. So yes, there is a certain training needed um, in order to make sure that the entire team is compatible with each other. So we can have either trainings for leaders, for managers, how to delegate the work, how to uh, proceed with um, everything, basically, from feedback through internal processes and procedures, uh, how to lead a team, how to motivate, how to coach a team, uh, how to even organize meetings with them to be productive. Um, this is something for leaders, but on the other hand, for remote workers, even sometimes things who, that, that really help them to function in this environment, how to be able to switch off So that you're not constantly connected to your laptop because this is a trap. You're so eager, especially if you work in different time zones, you keep getting so many emails all the time and so many messages. And you're so curious that if you keep doing this nonstop and you're not trained well well on when to really switch off and make sure you have this work-life balance, well, you're risking to be burned out. (laughs) <laughs> For sure.
0: So, what's your? What's your? We have a lot of. Uh, it's a, a topic like what's your main advice to to manage this work-life
1: balance. Well, I can tell you from a perspective of a person who hasn't done that. Uh, okay. what would that <laughs> uh, so, so, if I tell you a burnout is possible, trust me, I know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, asking like a personal question as well. So, yeah, well, you need to, it's a map, you can't do it uh, within a second. You can't say, I'm starting to do this today and tomorrow it's over. No, 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 because if you're a doer, if you're curious, if you believe in the values, the mission and vision and of the
0: this. And this is the characteristic of the people you are hiring. Yes. Like the, this is the main, the main characters of all the remote workers, like most of them. So, um, this is the problem they encounter, like when to switch off and how to, to manage the, their life properly.
1: I say, uh, from my personal experience and my perspective, it has been a very tough process. Yes. Obviously, especially that if you have the same tools for your personal use uh, and you don't have like a laptop from the company that is given, you can just put away somewhere or a phone. And if you work with different time zones, that's not going to work. So how I trained myself, but it's literally like you're training an animal or or, or a (laughs) cat. Really? Okay. Okay. Like I gave myself hours, deadlines by the time that I knew... No matter what happens, it's it's done. It's, it's, I'm not going to go back to this. And I tried to organize different hobbies, different things that I like. I found myself at one point being so into the companies that I worked with so, so much that that was everything that I really became obsessed with. So then at, cer- at a certain point, you're not even able to, to think clearly. So tr- today we can't do that um, during the entire situation but I say leave the house do something you like Uh, take on a hobby I don't know start yoga start doing some sports if you're interested in anything else do it and try to set up certain time frames when you know that you're switching off so for me a magic hour a magic hour no matter what happens no matter the time zone because now I'm in Europe but I work with the U.S. uh, all the time every day it is, 9 so
0: is it is it this is it this ah same day same hour like uh, what, yeah. every week the same like to so, okay that's great. Well,
1: I mean, and, yeah, for me it's nine o'clock. No matter what, if it's a super emergency, uh, it's nine p.m. If it's a super emergency, I obviously I'm able to deal with that, and that's fine. So
0: I know that I will email you until eight fifty. That's my. Uh, if not, well, I will yeah, not get
1: an answer. <laughs> let's say that I'm still in the learning process. Okay. <laughs> so, even after nine o'clock, I will probably check it out, but push myself to star it and not respond.
0: So you, we were talking about like now we cannot go out and do all these activities. We bring to me to our next topic. <laughs> What's the difference between re, real remote work and the remote work on the fire, that the remote work that we're experiencing right now, that everyone has been pushed to remote work?
1: Yes, exactly. So that's the big difference. I see that everybody today is talking about remote work. I didn't even know uh, before that started that it would be such a big deal. Before, when I was talking about remote work, how it can be, how it should thrive, what the pillars are, what we should do. Many people were talking to me with, with a, you know, wow, this is amazing. But no. Uh, and that was something that I see that today they are doing. But the problem is that we keep talking about remote work today, but this is, in my pers- from my perspective, this is not real remote work, but it's a forced work from home experience. And why? Because in normal circumstances, if you are joining a remote company, you have, or you should have, or you are going to, uh, with no such rush as we have right now, You're going to have things ready. You're going to have um, either a hiring process, an onboarding process. You're going to have processes and procedures internally. You will know what to do. You will have the right tools implemented. Somebody can train you. Everything is becoming natural for you and it makes you thrive in this environment. And you have the skills, you presume, you have the skills to be a remote worker. And here, even the people who are absolutely against remote work We're forced to do it. Moreover, they cannot leave their houses in the majority of countries, right? Uh, They're stuck with their kids, with their uh, husbands, wives, partners, whatever. Sometimes they don't even have the space. They don't even have a room. They don't even have a desk to work separately. And it's just a huge mess. So I see people keep telling me, when is this going to be over? Well, for me too, because me being a remote worker for such a long time, I love to travel. there the, For the past two years, every month, literally, I was somewhere and, and even hosting a conferences or, or live videos in, in the southern part of Italy. But today, it's a new environment for me too. So I think everybody's struggling. Remote workers are struggling too, because all the freedom that they have, all this that agile environment that allowed them to do things they like and mix it with their hobbies and their free time and their life, this is all gone.
0: Yeah, this is a bad timing for, for us uh, right now. I, I'm also like used to travel, and uh, it's very difficult to stay at the same place for all the remote community, I think. Um, we have also uh, some question about, um, is it possible to stay innovative in a fully remote environment, like when you create new projects or new startups from scratch, uh, usually they need to pivot a lot. Do you think it's possible to pivot um, easily and uh, with the same productivity and same creativity? I will say when you are fully remote.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, it is possible. It is possible. There everything kind... is possible with you in remote. We no, can do everything. I, I, I will tell you something. To produce a car, probably it's not possible remote. Okay. So okay. That, that's fair, fair enough. Like, we have the okay, just so, so that, so, 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 you know, to make sure that uh, I'm not that towards one direction or to be a security guard of a certain building, you should be on site. Okay. No, but it is possible. And I have also worked with some companies that are exponential organizations. That means that they keep constantly adapting and they really also have in mind the, the common interest of the entire world, so to say. But the the idea within these organizations is that they're constantly growing and they're not really stuck with one thing, one project, one sometimes bullheaded mindset. They don't have that. So consequently, I think that it is possible, but in order to start doing creative things, you have to have Everything in the proper order in terms of the regular things that you need to do to continue business operations. Because suddenly, if everybody starts talking about creativity, oh my God, so many things can happen. I, I think that um, it can just lead to a huge mess. And then, if also you're not prepared, you have nobody who's going to supervise it in a way or lead it to make sure that everything is in place. Sometimes people make a, may even come up with ideas that are not even in line with the current business idea, just because this is fun, just because we think it's great. And if we don't have the right tools in terms of software, in terms of apps, whatever, then it is hard for creative teams to collaborate because sometimes they can't visualize what they have in mind and share it. So that's why you have to have it before, make it natural. So If you would put me as somebody who's supposed to work in a creative um, department, but I've never worked remotely before, then it's not easy for me to do brainstorming online if I've done this with a piece of paper with my entire team. Because if you give me different tools and I'm not used to them, this is not going to be natural for me, but it's going to be more a blocker. So it's always about preparation and prioritizing.
0: Thanks, everyone. Today, we had the privilege to host Nadia, the CEO and founder of Remote Work Advocate. If you need anything in terms of remote work implementation, HR strategy, or international talent acquisition, you must talk to Nadia. Thanks again.